0: There's a quote that goes something like this. The strongest people are those who win battles we know nothing about. Coming up, one person who helps people win those battles. This is Focused on Flagler Schools, and I'm Jason Wheeler, Community Information Specialist with Flagler Schools. I want to share the achievements and challenges facing our students, teachers, and staff right here in Flagler County, Florida, so let's dive right in. We're joined this go-around by Brandi Williams, she's the Coordinator of Counseling Services for Flagler Schools. First off, thanks for joining us with this podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Brandi, first, uh, your background. How How did you get here to Flagler Schools in your current position? Where are you from, your background and everything?
1: Thank you. Um, so my background is actually a military background. I was raised as an Air Force brat. Both my parents were in the Air Force. Um, so I got to live in a lot of different parts of the country. It was awesome in yeah. some ways. <laughs> in other ways, not so much. Lots of change all the time. Yeah. Um, but I graduated and after, oh, I spent my early 20s running around and taking care of others, I knew I wanted to make that a part of who I was for the rest of my life. So I went back to school, finished my master's degree, and then I spent most of my clinical life in uh, Colorado, providing uh, direct care clinical services. So my specialty would be trauma, depression, and anxiety. I worked in community mental health in Colorado for five years. So.
0: And Florida? How did Florida come in, in? Flagler County come come into your life?
1: Well, originally I was from Florida. Okay. Um, my husband is uh, works for a government contractor, mm-hmm. and he loves water. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ultimately, what it comes down to is he loves water. Yeah. So. Uh, as everybody knows, Colorado, you're a little landlocked. A
0: little bit. Yeah. You have a river. That's about it.
1: That's it. And it <laughs> is cold. <laughs> the benefit, though, is we don't have gators. Yeah. <laughs> you can get in the water. So ultimately, um, when our kids were old enough, um, he decided he needed to be bent next to water again. Awesome. So we came back, but All I didn't I want to lose. Is, is
0: our our gain? Yes. Oh yeah, Orlando. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I wasn't okay with Orlando, so yeah. we moved Beachside, awesome. and that's how I ended up here.
0: Well, what does the coordinator of counseling services do for Flagler Schools? Oh wow, what's your day <laughs> day in the life, of Brandy Williams?
1: <laughs> Everything I hoped for and dreamed of is never having the same day twice, and definitely could say that that's that's where I land on a daily basis here at Flagler Schools. I have a lot of. Um, experience with uh, with clients and seeing and being able to provide direct care but mm-hmm. I really feel like I am so honored to work beside the people that that support these students on the day-to-day basis. Sure. We have a great team of clinicians, a great team of social workers. I mean, I think that if you're at Flagler schools you know that most people are here just because their heart is is willing to be here and they want to support kids.
0: We see now that school is more than just reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, How have counseling services changed over the years in schools?
1: Wow. Big question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say, um, you know, we definitely have a different different tiered system for Mm -hmm. our schools, for our kids right now. Um, And over the years, prior to us uh, having this mental health allocation in the school district, the school had to to partner with community agencies to get services provided for their students but now that we have the mental health allocation we are able to provide those direct care services with our licensed clinicians it's a significant change and and being able to be available and on site for our students as they need us Um, so a big benefit has has just been this change in being able to have the funds allocated to provide Mm -hmm. mental health services by our team and employees it's not cheap It is not cheap, no, no. and we always need more. Um, We have a great amount of funds that are allocated to us, and we're grateful for it, but at the end of the day, it only allots for five mental health clinicians for the entire district. So, yes, we could always use more funding.
0: And it's a growing district. Uh, Flagler Schools is still, though, seen as a small rural district. Um, The problem, I guess, the difficulty in trying to connect – students with providers it's, it's still there it's, it's been i've been with the district for seven years and it was a problem seven years ago and here we are seven years later still an issue is
1: mm-hmm. it it absolutely is and unfortunately the pandemic hasn't helped or coming out of the pandemic hasn't helped um but yeah being in a rural community even when we were in colorado i struggled with that we would work with teletherapy in colorado because some of our folks were so just distant um you know in in the mountains and and not accessible right so um it's something that they shifted to here when the pandemic happened and i think it's certainly it can provide services for some um, when it's a when it's a good connection Right. right but there are some that that's just not the best delivery format um So, but we do still struggle. We have great partnerships with with our MOU providers, um, but they are also struggling with keeping people, you know, on staff in Flagler County because it is so rural. The cost of living is going up here. Um, Unfortunately, pay doesn't go up (laughs) with the cost of living. So it's definitely a, a nationwide problem.
0: I know there may be many people out there listening to this who may not have kids in school and, and have not been in a school in many years. And you start talking about mental health services for students, and they're like, I didn't have that back, and I didn't need that. Um, just because we didn't talk about it back then doesn't mean that the need wasn't there. We now know more, and we know the importance of mental health supports. How is it getting that word out, the, the, the challenges of, of saying it's, it's okay to talk about this kind of stuff, and we have people here to help? It'd be as many as we want to have, yeah. but there are supports here.
1: Our team works really hard to to address stigma. But we, I just want to put a shout out there to the students and our families. Um, they also work really hard to reduce stigma for one another. Um, our teams are are readily available. Um, we constantly are talking about mental health being just another form of health, sure. right? Mental health, we know, the science has indicated that there's a correlation between our mental health and our physical health. So we want to be healthy in all mm-hmm. aspects, body, mind, and soul, right? Um, so I think that we definitely are coming around to having folks be more open to the services that are available, but we're also very respectful of those who decline services. Sometimes it's just not appropriate right. or something it's not a, a right level of care for a student, mm-hmm. But we're here if it is.
0: There is still a stigma. And I guess what does it say about our community or about our – about people that we don't really talk about mental health until after there has been a horrific, violent attack on a school? That's what it looks like. I mean it's like every time there's a headline, I imagine you probably guys – your phone start ringing. Yep. Um, What does that say about our – about who we are?
1: Yeah, as human beings, right? Like we say I, – I saw this thing the other day that said something like um, what's said, uh, what said at a funeral should be spoken at every birthday, yeah. right? And it's kind of the same concept is the more we talk about it, the more the, – the less stigmatizing mm. it is and the less shame there is. Um, and so I think that that's just part of what our role is on on school grounds as well is just to remember that – um, we want to bring more attention in a compassionate and empathetic way.
0: Sure. Yeah, I know you you main, mainly deal with students, mm-hmm. but what about our teachers and staff? I, they're going through a lot of the same things, uh, especially after mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And I'll get mm-hmm. in that in a second, but are there supports for them, um, mm-hmm. for, for us?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'll say that uh, our team this year has come to me probably more often uh, to just – Talk about the multi level of supports that that just kind of organically happen yeah. on campus. There are teachers and staff uh, that come to us occasionally and just need a just need a place to t- to dump whatever's going on. Right, there's a lot
0: to be said about just to talk it out.
1: Yes, there is really science behind yeah. putting words to what we feel, right, and 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 being able to let go of some things. Um, so we are available not at not on an ongoing you know basis right. for our teams because again we we only have five for the mm-hmm. whole district so we barely cover you know enough for the students sure. but but we are here and we we want to be able to support we want to offer um, ideas for self care we want to offer things that um, they can use techniques that they can use but ultimately we do have the impl- employee assistance program yeah. that we offer for for folks who need. A little bit more support. Sure.
0: What have we learned after the past two years mm-hmm. when it comes to mental health? Um, I was talking about COVID because uh, about I mean, we were shut down this time two years ago. I mean, literally shut down. Everybody was shut in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we learned a lot about ourselves and and probably lost a lot about ourselves during that time period. How has it been coming out of that?
1: You know, I think I was having this conversation the other day, I think the adrenaline of, of the exit from the, the norm on the day-to-day basis um, kind of helped almost support or protect our psyches in some way, sure. and the reentry has been a lot more challenging, um, but I think one of the things that, that um, I would like to consider is to remember how resilient we are as human beings. Um I have seen people overcome amazing things. And so I always try to remember that. Um, but we all have our own stories. We all have our own traumas. Um, and I think that one thing that it has driven home for me is just that as human beings, we are we are just wired to be in relationship. Yeah. We're wired to be amongst others. We're wired for connection, and we need to share those experiences—not just of of the despair and, and the challenges, but also in our triumphs and our joys. Um, being able to feel someone loving you is is um, a human experience, and we need those experiences. So connection is really, yeah, important.
0: I'm a dad, two boys, twenty seventeen. I don't know how that is because I'm still 25. You know, but, <laughs> but but our family dynamic, my wife and I, it, it's changed obviously over the years, and there's no longer the dinner table because everybody's coming and going, mm-hmm. um, and everybody's connected electronically now. What has that? The electronics. It, I don't want to blame mm-hmm. anything, but but life is different, dramatically different than it was five, ten years ago. What is the 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 proliferation of of online electronics done to to mental health?
1: Yeah. Well, that's a huge question and something that's near and dear to my heart too, because mm-hmm. I have a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old and I'm still 20, so yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> um, but but I think that prior prior to the pandemic, the research was showing that just like anything else, too much of a good thing can be too much, right? It definitely right. impacts brain development. Um, we're actually airing a a um, documentary called mm-hmm. Screenagers that was filmed pre pandemic, based on pre pandemic research right. about how screen screen use uh, impacts the development of of um, our brains, specifically as a young person. Yeah. Um, but I have said quite often since the pandemic. I think almost all of our adults are struggling as well. Mm -hmm. We are seeking input, right? And so when we are built and designed for connection and relationship, if that connection is is being achieved by getting online and and getting, you know, on social media or even shopping or whatever it is, right, we're getting that input. We're getting that sensory input of feeling something. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I'm a big advocate for balance sure. because I also recognize that some of, our, some of our young people find a lot of value in, in how relationships are now being built. Yeah. Um, and I think when it's done in a healthy way and in good balance and someone's helping support that process for our young people, it does have value.
0: I know speaking, again, and put my dad hat on, my, my oldest, when he started getting into gaming, uh-huh. you would see him change. And, and we would have the conversation. It's like you'd realize screen life is not the same as real life. That there is no, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing a first person game and, and you lose a life, you're not going to go back into a corner and you're automatically reconfigured. Yes. Because I understand that, Dad. I know, you know, I know what life, you know, real life and, and gaming life. But then it, it would get a little bit more, and then we'd actually have to pull him away from the game. And, and he would, over time, he would see, he would see it in himself. Mm-hmm. And then he also sees it in his brother when his brother got into the gaming is like, oh my gosh, there's yep. a change. So, so they know that, but it's just a matter of yes. just having that that fortitude to pull them away from it.
1: It's amazing to me the the interventions they put in place for themselves. Mm-hmm. Again, we as human beings are so resilient, and including our young people, probably sure. the most resilient, you know, of yeah. us all. They're able to recognize. Wow, hours have gone by. I don't even know what's happening in, in the world. When the right? sunset? Yeah, know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wow, I miss dinner. <laughs> that's usually when my 20-year-old exactly, recognizes yeah. that something's happened, yeah. right? I miss dinner. Um, but, yeah, I think that um, they recognize it, but that's why we thats why we as parents guide them. They, right. they have us there for us uh, to help them.
0: As we record this, uh, we're a week away from – you mentioned Screenagers. It's uh, growing up in the digital age is what it's called. Talk a little bit about this project and, and bringing it to – Flagler County.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm so excited to show this. So I initially was exposed to this when I was in Colorado doing my work in Colorado, and um, the research that's in it and the studies that are in it is so interesting to me as a parent. But also after the pandemic, it's it's interesting to me as an adult because some of again some of us as adults are struggling with getting away from our screen use as well. Um, But I think it's really a valid and important conversation. What we see with our students coming back into schools and and being required to you know be on time and be in a seat and you know complete their coursework right. in a different way than maybe what they've been doing for the previous year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, part of how we want to support them is being able to balance their digital screen use time, and that is really just the the essence of this documentary is how do we help you learn how to be an adult of a technology-driven culture Right. because at the end of the day when they leave us from flagler schools they're gonna be in a in a culture and in a community and the business community or whatever they choose to do next where they're going to need to know how to navigate technology Mm -hmm. so we we are you know charged with teaching them that piece but also how do you step away from it when it's time to step away
0: and i know people point fingers at us. Like, hey, flagger Schools, you give our kids devices. Mm-hmm. We're one-to-one <laughs> and we tout that. But again, the, these are not end-all, be-all devices. They are just mm-hmm. a tool in a toolbox for learning. And, and, and I guess part of handing that device over to a child is to teach them how best to use this. And this goes into that, I imagine.
1: Oh, absolutely. We still need to be supporting how they use technology, just mm-hmm. like we support how they're you know, what they're eating and and their exercise and all of the other parts of their their health.
0: And I'll give a little plug. Tuesday, April 26th, Flagler Auditorium begins at 5 o'clock, free. Doesn't cost anything to see it. We also have supports there. Be able to talk about things afterwards beforehand.
1: Yeah, we're going to have some of our um, local providers are coming out to um, share what they do for our Flagler families. They're going to have resources available for parents. Um, we do have a few food trucks that are mm-hmm. coming out to be available, uh, low cost food trucks, yeah. and then we'll show the documentary and have a panel discussion afterwards. So come with questions, sure. um, on, you know, how we are addressing digital use at Flagler schools,
0: a dinner and a movie. It's great.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brandy, my last two questions for you. Um, and I asked the same question of everyone who sits in that seat there behind that microphone. First one is what makes you sad?
1: Oh, what makes me sad? Um, I think uh, passing up on an opportunity to praise, especially mm-hmm. uh, in our, with our young people. I never want to miss an opportunity to, to encourage a student by constantly um, bringing awareness and attention to the, the quote-unquote bad side, right, yeah. or the things that aren't happening well for that student. So missed opportunities um, to remind people of their power. It makes me sad.
0: everybody has a story. Um, yep. What makes you happy on the other side?
1: Oh, wow. Um, relationship. Mm-hmm. um good bad or indifferent right like i feel like i learned so much from other people um and again such an honor to be walking the life that i walk next to the people who are around me i, I truly do believe that they're all next to me for a reason and and i'm really grateful for those things
0: well we're grateful for you to, spending time with us brandy Thank williams you. the coordinator of counseling services for flagger schools um wish you the very best and uh Almost up the school year. Almost there. right.
1: That's right. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate having the time with you.
0: And we want to thank you for listening to Focused on Flagler Schools, a production of the Flagler County School District. New episodes are released every the Thursday. If you like what you hear, subscribe and check out Flagler Schools at www.flaglerschools.com or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're there at Flagler Schools. Thanks for listening. And remember, let's keep focused on Flagler Schools.